Welcome everyone to episode 3 of the Conscious Woman podcast. In this episode, we will explore how we can live more consciously. Specifically, can we organize our homes and our stuff in a way that not only looks good, but also makes us feel good and turns our homes into a place just brimming with positive energy. We have just the most amazing guest to discuss this with, Gayatri Gandhi, who is India's first KonMari certified consultant and founder of the Joy Factory, a clutter management company. Gayatri has trained directly with Marie Kondo, who is a world-renowned tidying expert and star of the Netflix hit show, Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. Gayatri has talked about her passion for decluttering and organizing on several platforms, including TEDx. And in this episode, she talks about how all of us can benefit from conscious decluttering. Let's dive in. Gayatri, welcome to the Conscious Woman podcast. So excited and looking forward to speaking to you on all things related to conscious consumption and decluttering because that is such a core theme for us uh, as part of the journey of being a conscious woman how you consume and how you live is right at the core of it and the things i really want to dig into today with you is what is that connection between how we live especially when it comes to decluttering and the state of our mind because i know there's a strong connection so i'm excited to get into that with you and also i know this is something that has a wider impact as well it has a ripple effect on how we consume has a ripple effect on the environment as well so what does this mean in relation to living more sustainably as well so um really excited to dig into all of these topics and more Gayatri, if we can first begin with defining clutter, because I know there's a fair amount of um, all kinds of views on what clutter could be. And I think especially when we look at the Indian context, yes, a lot of us take great pride in the fact that our homes are clean. uh, But having a clean environment is not the same as having a decluttered environment. So tell us what's the difference. Yeah, absolutely. I think a very relevant question that you asked because a lot of times we don't know what clutter is, which is why we don't think the need to declutter. So it's a, it's quite interesting. And I think like you rightly mentioned, a lot of times when I ask, you know, people that, uh, you know, do you have a do you have clutter in your homes? And they're like, no, no, no. You can come to my house. My house is so organized. You love the living room. You love everything. And I, I said, no, it's not that. We will open your trunks. We will open your stores. We will now go into the depths of it. And that's where there's like this huge, you know, uh, things that falling on people's you know faces, and that's clutter. So actually, uh, to bring it down and to break it down, um, you know, clutter is basically mess. It's chaos. It's anything that is, you know, stopping us to think rationally, to, you know, making us think in the right manner. And to, I think it's all to do with a lot of negative energy around us. So uh, clutter, you know, is something that if it's not giving value to your life at that point in time, then it constitutes clutter. So it's like a glass of water if I have right now and that's giving it's serving its purpose. But if the glass continues to remain on my desk and I leave it for the next two weeks, then that becomes 
clutter so it's quite interesting that how clutter can have value if you use it productively and if you don't and if you just put it somewhere at the back of your stores in your trunks in your bed boxes in your drawers then it starts accumulating into actually negative energy and uh, it's interesting which is why vastu experts or feng shui experts also say that first thing that you must do if you want to renovate your home or you want to you know reconstruct your home first get rid of that clutter and first get rid of that negative energy because unless and until you don't get rid of that negative energy you'll not invite anything positive and uh, so there is a deep impact therefore between the two and which is why it's important that we first identify and understand what clutter is because once you'll do that you'll see that your approach to therefore being a decluttered or an organized person will become that much easier because you would have identified that what is not making sense to me should be away and what is making sense to me should be you know with me It's yes just- I I really like how you position clutter as a form of energy essentially. Yes. And um and I think I've also heard you in the past say something along the lines of how clutter could also be something that stops us from fully being in the present. For whatever reason um it is either it is distracting us or it's just interfering with the peace of mind right. or with the kind of energy we would like to feel and that allows us to to uh show up more fully so let's let's dig into this a little bit more right uh, why what why should we be focusing on decluttering specifically as it relates to our state of mind what is the connection that you've seen after having worked with i imagine many many in people what have, what what do you see so uh, you know actually like you positioned and mentioned in the question itself you know we do not realize the kind of impact uh, the physical space has on our mental well-being and this is something that is something that i have realized over the years over the last 5 years that i have been you know working in this field and which is when you know in fact when i got to know about this whole process and this methodology uh when i delved deeper into the topic and i researched i figured that now science is actually proof you know telling us that your physical environment has a lot to do on your mental well-being so please focus on it and uh, you know otherwise we usually tend to blame obstacles and things other you know outside of us thinking that oh it's not making sense i may not have this job in my life and so on and so forth but actually it ha- has a lot to do with maybe that glass of water lying in front of you for the last 20 days and you have not picked it up you know it's as simple as that so uh, which is why you know decluttering uh, has a deep impact on your you know mental state and in fact over the last two years especially when people have been stuck in their homes in the lockdown i think that's where the realization has come forth even more because the home has suddenly become your party place your workplace your uh, you know just chilling out place your next everything so when people you know uh, earlier when i used to give them a call and say or they used to call me saying that you know we want you to declutter and i used to say it will take this much time and they are used to like we don't have this kind of time this is free time that we can't give you 
and cut to from last year till now they are like okay we need this to be done because this is so important and i think that is when uh, you know the realization has come forth uh, also because in covid one has come to realize that it is only the essential that you need which is why uh, it was so importantly being told by the government by everybody that keep only the essential items in your homes don't hoard it's okay you will get stuff and i think that realization so slowly has seeped into people's lives that they realize that actually i don't need that 25 year old piece of furniture that's lying in my store we don't know what the future is going to be like so you know because that thing has come in suddenly decluttering has gone to another level and i think people now want to be happy and once you do you know do your decluttering trust me the kind of uh, you know the feeling of lightness that comes in that feeling of you know just being ecstatic suddenly feeling that i'm happy for no reason i think that comes so naturally that people want to experience that even more and uh, even uh, you know last one year i would say my work really picked up because i was able to give a lot of virtual sessions and talks on this because now people felt that you know we are fed up with our physical space we need to understand why things are not making sense to us so i think that clarity has come in and which is why decluttering has now become very very popular and it's amazing how people are now taking to it so seriously yeah i i completely agree with you uh, that this idea of essentialism and only really making space for things that you feel are essential and contribute to your happiness in the truest sense of the word is really what we all need and the pandemic has made this so clear for all of us and you're right it goes so well with the philosophy of of decluttering and and what's interesting speaking of the science earlier this year i read this book um by professor i believe he's at university of michigan the book is called chatter by ethan cross that right. where he talks about how so many of us struggle with this constant mental chatter that is happening in our minds and for many of us it's a source of great anxiety and anguish and 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 just negative energy as you as you said absolutely and one of the one of the solutions he gives uh for reducing that mental chatter one really simple way to do that is exactly what you said which is clear clean up or declutter your physical environment because it's such a strong correlation yes. with your state of mind absolutely it's so i i i love that there this is not just something that feels good there is hardcore science now backing, backing up. up absolutely and that's amazing because i think when i started out you know wanting to do this as a career shift from what i was doing earlier to now uh i was told by my parents by my family there are you sure what you want to do because you have a good job you have worked for discovery channel what is this thing that you want to do suddenly of cleaning people's homes and i'm like no you do not understand you wait and watch there is a deep impact that people feel once you do your decluttering festival i think but that's where you know the shift 
has come in it's taken for you know four or five years i would say especially in india but now the journey has begun and now people are so welcoming of this concept because i think they realize that it's today and the now that needs to make sense and make them happy because we really don't know what the future is going to be like so yeah it's been amazing absolutely on that note katria i'd love to understand your journey a little bit more and what inspired or motivated you to get on this path of decluttering and helping people do this yeah this is something that i feel uh, you know is something very close to my heart and also because uh, you know like i mentioned earlier i have worked for discovery channel i'm a media professional otherwise i've studied mass communication uh, and i was working for discovery and it was a great job i mean you know i loved it i traveled did all the things that everybody aspires to but i think somewhere uh, it was not making sense towards the end of my tenure career you know i felt that just too much pressure and i think like a regular mnc the way it starts happening that it starts really starts you know playing you down and so on and so forth uh, that's the time i decided to take a sabbatical and when i took a sabbatical i came across this book by marie kondo called the life changing magic of tidying up and uh, so i picked up that book to read uh, i would say i also picked it up because i'm fairly an organized person so which is why i have a little bit of interest towards a subject like this because not everybody would you know pick up a topic like this to read and uh, so yeah when i read that book i was have not flow you know so flowed and so fascinated i was like oh my god a woman who's just in her 30s early 30s has created a multi millionaire business out of a concept like tidying like yes. how can you do that that's amazing and i remember when i re- finished those books it was uh, you know in two days flat that i completed those you know books and i came home and i started applying the kwan mari method in my home i started decluttering and my husband is like what's wrong with you i said no you wait and watch things are going to change she has mentioned it in that book and lo and behold it was started happening things started changing uh, some of the projects that my husband was you know stuck with they started opening up when i decluttered his you know you know his shelf and his drawer and i started seeing the changes that mari had mentioned in her book and i think that's the realization that came into me and i felt maybe india needed this because i think we are in a society where consumerism is super high uh, incomes are really good for all of us uh, you know because suddenly there has been lot of income growth that has come in so i thought that you know people are just racing without slowing down and a decluttering i felt this was one of the ways perhaps that you know people could just slow down and you know look within to see that maybe something needs to change within and interestingly enough i started doing a lot of research and the more i research i did and in fact i conducted a survey for indians and most of the respondents uh, about 80% of them you know said yes that they were okay inviting a professional organizer to their homes to help them organize i think that just validated the idea for me and i was like okay maybe india is ready you know they want this change in their life and uh, yeah so that's how the journey began and i think i was very clear that if i'll do this i will do it from the best and 
I thought that who else better than Marie Kondo herself. So I contacted her team and they invited me for the course. I had to do a lot of things before enrolling for that course. And then I went to New York and I completed my course, came back and launched my company Joy Factory. And with that became India's first certified KonMari consultant. And here I am talking to you because of that. Wow, what a journey. And I love that you took, you actually took a calculated risk in that even though you were going into a field which was quite new for at least the Indian context, but you did your research, you did your surveys, really try to understand is the market ready for this idea? And then you dived in with, uh, with both feet. Speaking of the KonMari method, I know it's taken the world by storm. But for those of you, those of uh, the people who are not entirely clear on what it is, help right. break it down for us. What is the KonMari method? Right. So uh, the KonMari method, you know, it's a very, very simple yet a very empowering philosophy because the premise of the philosophy is based on a very simple but yet a very empowering question that does it spark joy? which means that if you pick up an item in your hand, if it creates a sense of excitement, invokes joy, makes you smile, makes you happy, should be the items that must be retained in your homes and in your life. And the items that don't do such a thing should be thanked and acknowledged for the service they have provided to us and be let go. Mm -hmm. So this is the basic premise of therefore owning or not owning anything in your house. And I think because the fact that Marie Kondo says also that you must focus on what to keep rather than what to discard, because usually our tendency is that what can I take out, you know, instead of thinking that maybe what should I keep that would make sense to me. When you flip that philosophy like that, it becomes very positive. It becomes very forward looking. Instead, if you're always in the rush to what can I take out? I should take out this. I should take out that in the bargain you end up taking out things that may be, you know, making sense to you. So, which is why when you balance the uh, item by asking this question, does it spark joy? Uh, trust me, it really gives you the answer from your heart and you know what to keep it and what not to keep. Mm -hmm. And this is what, you know, the KonMari method is. And uh, I'm sure some of, you know, people already know her uh, interesting aspect is the way she folds the clothes, which is all they stand upright on their own. It's quite interesting. There are lots of uh, folding videos available out there. And uh, so why things when they become straight upright, you're able to see things. When you're able to see things, you're able to use them. And when you're able to use them, then the chances of clutter is much less because otherwise out of sight is out of mind. And a lot of time people are like, oh, do I own this? I forgot I had that, you know. So which is why uh, her method is all about keeping things in front of you in such a manner that you're able to see it and that makes you, you know, use it. Mm -hmm. So this in, in simple terms is the KonMari method and it has taken people, uh, you know, by a storm across the world uh, simply on this aspect of does it spark joy because it's not just being asked on items anymore. It's being asked on work front, in relationships, in anything, you know, now people ask, in fact, I do that all the time in my own life that if, if I have to go out for dinner 
and if it doesn't spark joy for me i say no why should i waste my time if it's not making sense to me and uh, in fact recently now people have started applying the kanmari philosophy at their work front because i think people at the director level or the cxo level are asking that this this target going to spark joy for the company if it's not let's leave it you know so i think uh, because the uh, um, you know this premise is so positive it has narrowed down people to really understand it in the right way and i think people are really excited about applying this in their own life whether at work or in their personal lives and on that note i think it's also such a powerful tool for building self awareness yes because so many times we may be driven to consume something because of cultural conditioning or social influences i i get the latest designer bag because i see everybody else carrying it without really asking myself is it really sparking joy for me and the same as you said goes for every aspect of your life whether it's your career your relationships to really ask yourself who am i and what do i value and what brings me joy just that simple question can be such a powerful way of learning to understand yourself at a much deeper level absolutely absolutely in fact you know a lot of my clients have called to say that their relationships have become better because the husband is now happy with the woman saying uh, because when she goes for shopping she is asking herself does it spark joy and if the answer is no so she's not spending aimlessly so the husband is like the bank balance is up and i think there is much more joy in the relationship not that i'm saying shopping is bad but you know i you know it means that the woman and the men are thinking it through completely and asking this question in the right way so it's really enabling them to have a great relationship as well that incredible i'd love to understand your thoughts on the connection between decluttering and sustainability right Reason why I'm curious is because one thing I I've, I've noticed especially when I look at my family why clutter emerges and keeps emerging over and over again is because of this mindset especially if I think about my 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 mom for instance is she does not like to throw out anything she will find a use for everything she has kept essentially all of my toys from childhood and turned them into something or the other so some old toy would have turned into like a pencil holder or a flower pot or she finds a way to make use of everything and in her mind that's a way of being sustainable living a sustainable lifestyle and being right. gentle on the environment right but that is at odds with decluttering and everything we're talking about where you want a space that is not overflowing with right. anything and everything so how do you reconcile the two so it's a very interesting question uh, one thing that i want to make clear here that minimalism is not konmari method or rather that just because i have less things in my home doesn't make me that i'm a very decluttered person no it's not like that because the konmari philosophy is that if an item sparks joy for you you keep it and if an item doesn't spark joy for you you don't keep it whereas minimalism is all about keeping things only which are right for you like the right number so it could be maybe just four pairs of jeans one goes for washing one goes for laundry two are there in your cupboard and that's it 
whereas KonMari is all about if it makes you happy to give in, keep 20 pairs of jeans as long as you use it, it's perfectly fine. So coming to you know the part that your you know your mom or generally all moms especially in India yeah. <laughs> how we find a, you know the thing used to it it's okay to you know find use to an item like I said in the first part of the question uh, in the beginning itself that if an item has a use then it is okay to keep it with you but till the time it becomes clutter where you're just keeping it for the heck of it trying to tell yourself no 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 i'll create a meaning out of it i'll create a use out of it then it's slowly getting into the clutter space having said that uh, it's also important to make our you know parents or maybe our older generation or maybe anybody for that matter to make them understand that if an item actually has been you know has broken or is not in the you know best of state it's okay to let go because when you let go it will spark joy in someone else's life you know because you are not just throwing it away you are going to mindfully discard it to maybe an NGO or to you know a school or anywhere so once it has served purpose in your own life then you say that thank you so much Mr. Toy you made me happy but now Mr. Toy please go to that boy's you know life and make that boy happy so i think till the time the mind shift you know uh, there is a shift in your mind about such a philosophy we will not be able to understand it so it has to be a slow but yet a gradual change and trust me once you start doing so automatically it will start happening Mm-hmm. It will maybe take some time, honestly. It's taken in my family also all, almost five years. Now my parents are now, now, you know, my extended family are understanding what exactly decluttering is or what sustainability is. But now there is a shift that's happening. So it's okay. I think we take time. But as long as the shift has begun, somewhere you will also reach the destination that one is really targeting towards. So it will happen surely, but you know, slowly. And, and you made an important point about how decluttering doesn't necessarily mean just mindlessly throwing things away. Yes. At least in the Indian context, we know this to be true. You can always find a home for something that you no longer find use for Correct. somewhere else. Absolutely. There's always someone else who can benefit, Absolutely. whether it's extended family, help or an NGO as you said um, and you get creating opportunity for someone else to find joy exactly. in, in, in that so that that's that's a great point so let's say I am now ready to declutter what are what are some easy ways in which one can begin that journey because it could feel daunting I mean we we have so much stuff yeah. in our home so where, where do we begin so uh, like I said you know earlier the KonMari philosophy is all about asking that question does it spark joy I think that should be the first step that you should ask yourself that does this item spark joy in my life does this item doesn't you know do not spark joy so that should be the starting point but Marie Kondo has made it even simpler because she says that we should declutter category wise and not location wise Category-wise are, you know, usually it means, uh, or rather I would say location-wise means that all our life we have been decluttering location by location, which is drawer by drawer or a cupboard by cupboard when we tell ourselves that on the weekend, you know, I'm going to 
tackle one cupboard then i will tackle that trunk so we are doing location wise so in that uh, you know bargain what happens that we end up storing the same kind of category in multiple places in our homes so once suppose you do declutter one cupboard and then you walk into the next cupboard of your guest room and you're like oh i had clothes here also shit you know and then suddenly you're like you know just forget it i don't feel like doing so which is why marie kondo suggests that you should be doing it category wise decluttering and there are five major categories starting with clothes then books then papers then miscellaneous items and lastly sentimental items now following this you know uh, category wise methodology it makes it easier because taking a decision on clothes vis-a-vis something sentimental like a toy or like your you know baby's first bib or like an album is far simpler than taking a decision on those items so which is why marie kondo says that start with the easier category of clothes then hone your decision making skills or what sparks joy and then go to towards your most difficult items which is your sentimental items so i if you're asking that how you should begin then i would say that first tackle your clothes category and ask yourself this question does it spark joy or does it doesn't spark joy once you start doing so uh it will become you know fairly easy and in fact uh, at joy factory we have come up with a formula called c2s2 approach uh it's collect choose scrap store so it's like a very four point uh, you know method uh because it's inspired of course by the konmari philosophy and it means that collect all items of the same category then choose which is asking yourself this question does it spark joy then is scrap which is discarding mindfully and lastly store and putting back things that have got left so c2 s2 and once you follow this uh, you know method logically you will be able to take on that first to step towards a very joy sparking you know life <laughs> fantastic i think for me personally i began this journey especially with clothes a few years ago where even before i knew about marie kondo i went through this exercise where exactly as you said i asked myself what are the pieces of clothing that make me happy and i want to hold on to and then everything else let me let me donate or or give it away and so i went through this exercise and at the same time i also decided i'm going to go on a shopping fast because oh. before the shopping fast i was on the other end of the spectrum i was i felt i was turning into a borderline shopaholic i kid you not <laughs> where i would on a bored evening find myself scrolling on instagram for an ungodly amount of time because their algorithms just hook you you go from one shopping site to another to another and i would end up spending more than i would like on clothing and my closets were just starting to overflow so i decided i'm just going to go on a shopping fast and i cannot tell you how much clarity that has created for me and how much space again going back to this connection between stuff in your life and stuff in your mind the amount of peace of mind i have God now it's been 2 and 1/2 years of of wow. st- still being on the shopping fast and um, it's been it's been such an incredible journey wonderful and on that note i'd love to understand from you so yes let's say we declutter and now we have a fantastic decluttered house 
what are the kind of habits or mindset shifts we need to continue to sustain and support so that that clutter doesn't reemerge because <laughs> the way we are a lot of us are 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 living it's so easy to fall into those patterns of consumerism it's all around us yes absolutely so and and it's so easy with the amazon one click and with, yeah. with all the the convenience that we're surrounded by what are what what have you seen what are the habits that can help us sustain this right so i think that age old one of the tips that i want to mention here is about that you know buy something when you have taken out something you know so first take in something and then take out something or rather take out something and then buy that because once you do that there is already a space that has been made for the item that is coming into your home right so that should be the first step the second should be that any and every item in your house should have a home because unless and until an item doesn't have a home it will loiter around in the entire home and there will won't be any fixed place for it and therefore there will be clutter because uh, especially it happens with remotes uh, that remotes get into your you know lounge sofas and stuff like yeah. that because there is not a designated space for it so it's important that any and every item has a space uh, for and a home for it and it's very interesting because marie kondo says that the just the way we need a home to rest our items also need a home to rest so we need to give that respect to any item that's you know giving us purpose or serving us purpose in our life so that's my second tip that you know please always have a home for your you know things in your house then the third thing that i want to mention here is about keep like things with like that means that keep the same category together always in the house don't scatter it across the house because then again the chances of clutter is very high because if you buy maybe something like you know maybe bottles and if you go in your store there are bottles lying there also so then you know suddenly you don't again have objectivity of how much you own and you end up owning too much so it's important that keep like with like in the entire home because that way you will always know how much you own and therefore you'll know how much to buy and how much of you want know, to not buy and lastly i want to mention here that always keep back things when you take them out that's very important because uh, you know otherwise when you have a glass of water the good the glass of water won't walk back into the kitchen on its own so it's important that you always keep back what you take out because that's the easiest way to ensure that you know clutter is always maintained and it will be you know a slow shift over the years but trust me once you have done your decluttering festival in one go like marie kondo says then following these tips will you know become very very easy and the last tip that i want to mention here is that please make your own bed early in the morning once you wake up because i feel that is one of the easiest ways to make your room look tidy in an instant the folded quilts the cushions put properly gives you a sense of accomplishment early in the day and you know that you can kick start your day in the most productive manner so uh, these are some of the tips that will enable you to sustain that you know lifestyle that you would have had after you undergo your decluttering festival and trust me it works i have seen it and i know for a fact that it will eventually lead you to a very happy and a joyous sparkling life awesome 
and Gayatri, would you say a lot of this also applies to our professional workspace, let's say, because now that all of us are working from home and this hybrid work environment is going probably going to continue indefinitely. What are some tips you might have in terms of how do we design or redesign our workspace in a way that contributes to that positive energy and that decluttered mind space as well so we can be more productive and creative in our work? Absolutely. No, it's a very valid point and we think that this is going to be the way forward. We don't know up until, you know, till how long. So the first thing that I want to mention here is that always uh, seek and place your desk at your favorite spot in your home because that will give you a sense of productivity and efficiency because if you keep your workspace in a place which is like like an effort for you then work will always seem like an effort but if you instead change your maybe reading corner into your workspace then automatically you know that you're sitting in a place which actually sparks joy for you otherwise as well so that is one of the tips that I you know saw working out very well in the last one one and a half years when I mentioned it to my clients uh, the second being like I said earlier that keep like with like so don't scatter things of the same category across your table keep only the essentials so usually I like to keep like a lamp a plant and my you know laptop and of course a notepad with a pen that's it you know don't need to unnecessarily clutter your workspace because again that will start playing up on your mind and if you want to keep it then keep maybe keep a smaller desk next to your desk or like a smaller table next to your table where the extra stuff can be you know put over there but do not put it on the main table because then again that will start acting up without us even realizing that you know how much stuff there is and will start uh, lowering your productivity and efficiency and like I said uh, earlier that the last tip would be I think please put back what you take out so those sheets of papers and sheets of you know books and all those extra things that you're taking out to do it towards the end of your day put it back keep it back because if you'll not do it the next day will start on a untidy note and on your own you'll not feel like you know going ahead with the day so I think these are some things it requires effort but if you give you know 15 minutes every day to this trust me it then becomes like a breeze and it's like a habit because habits need to be inculcated you can't not you know say that I don't feel like doing it then deal with it if you can't do it so you need to do it and it's a small shift which eventually leads you to a very happy and a joy sparking desk also yes and once when you see the benefit of that uh, it, it, it is so rewarding to then create <laughs> that for yourself absolutely great Gayatri for the last question I want to ask you is for us, a large part of being a conscious woman is having a very clear awareness of what are the values I want to live by and express in my life and through my work. Yes. So for you, Gayatri Gandhi, if there were three values or three words that you would want to be most associated with, what would that be for you? Wow, that's such an interesting question. Um, okay, the first, uh, I think the value that I'd like to be associated with is to be someone who's extremely trusted to be a very trustworthy individual and that is something that I like to you know which I try to do in my workplace as well 
these are three you know these are one value that i want that i'm trusted uh, at my workplace uh, the second being that i give a lot of respect to people around me and uh, because i think that was something that i missed uh, at discovery that somewhere i did was not getting it so i ensured that i need to give respect to people around me they could be anybody and i think they deserve respect for who they are by the virtue of being uh, you know human i feel so and uh, i think the last being that i want to be someone who raises by praise so being really appreciative of people around me so that when they come to me they feel encouraged motivated and feel that okay when we speak to gayatri we feel good and we just feel good about who we are we don't have to feel anything else so i feel these are the three qualities i would like to live by for the rest of my life beautiful gayatri how can people find you if if they want to get on this incredible journey how can people access you So I'm available, of course, on Instagram. My handle is uh, joyfactory_jf, and I'm there on Facebook as well. And again, by Joy Factory as the handle. And uh, I have a website, joyfactory.in, and of course on LinkedIn on my personal page, it's Gayatri Gandhi that I'm available. And of course, I am when I'm available on these, then I'm available on WhatsApp as well because that's how I'd like it to be. So here I am. <laughs> Fantastic. Gayatri, thank you so much for this wonderful conversation. I think how we live is such a huge portion of living more consciously uh, in terms of specifically how we live in our most intimate space in Absolutely. our homes. Right. And the fact that you support people in living in a way that really adds to their happiness and their peace of mind is is such a wonderful gift that you're giving to the people you work with so kudos to you and all the best with the incredible work that you're doing thank you so much it's been a pleasure talking to you bhavna really thank you so much my pleasure like this sochcast tune in for more with the sochcast app from the google play store